0: But I want to talk about making space, making space for him for a couple weeks. And it's going to be a powerful thing, and I think it's going to be so dynamic and so life-changing. Because you're in a church where we're not just trying to preach things to make you happy. We're not, I mean, I hope you do enjoy it. I hope you're happy. But it's not our purpose to entertain. Our purpose is to help you to make room for him. This is a world of clutter. Not just things, but your time is cluttered. Eyesight, the things you see, clutter. Clutter is everywhere. If you're a control freak and you got to have everything just so, your life is miserable. Because every family has at least one hoarder in it somewhere. All the hoarders, raise your hand. Amen. All right. How many ready for the word? Let's just get started again. Let's read the story in Mark chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And again, Jesus entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard, and Capernaum is the main place where Jesus spent a lot of his time in Galilee. This is in Galilee where he ministers quite a bit. And it was heard that he was in the house. You want to get people to church? They need to hear that he's in the house. They can hear about all the great music and all the great programs and a very, very handsome pastor. They can hear... Why do you always laugh? We 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 can. Always, you know they can hear about those things and they might come. But you know what really draws them is when they hear something supernatural is happening in the house. When he is in the well, that's another sermon. Immediately say immediately. When people hear he's in the house, it will always be followed by an immediately. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door and he preached the word to them Mm -hmm. then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men and when they could not come near him because of the crowd they uncovered the roof where he was so when they had broken through, say so broken through, Woo. they had let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Can you imagine if it happened here, there? When Jesus saw their faith, come on. Stop it. Taking all the momentum away. Not, not 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 the faith of the paralytic. Not, oh, since Donna's there, let me just go. There are times in your life where your faith is difficult. You're in the sick bed and you're having a hard time even concentrating. You, can't, you might be out of it, but there might be someone else with faith. How many are glad that sometimes you got a friend who can pray? Amen. All right. You happy now, Donna? Amen. Now, he sees the man's physical condition, but he responds to the spiritual condition. Interesting. Son, son, there's relationship already. Your sins are forgiven you. And some of the church people... We're sitting there. I don't even know what they're there. Well, I do know why they're there. Some people just come to critique church. I'm just here to make sure the preacher gets it straight. And reasoning in their hearts, not their spirit. Why does this man speak blasphemies like who can forgive sins but God alone? Duh. Make the connection, buddy. But immediately, there's another immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? I know what you all thinking. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk? Now the tension, now how many know all the gossip stopped? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, don't you wish you were there, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all singing amazing grace so that all were amazed and glorified God saying we never saw anything like this ha glory to God so he's in Capernaum let's get some background to this he's in Capernaum and apparently they're having church in a house But notice the Bible is very specific here because it says the house. Why does it say the house? You see, sometimes you need to understand this was written 2,000 years ago, and apparently whoever read this back then from Mark knew what Mark meant when he said the house. There must have been a house in Capernaum that was the house. It must have been the house where Jesus stayed. This is the Peter lived in Capernaum. This is the cool part. I've been to Capernaum. And they take you on a little tour. And they take you to a place called Peter's house. Woo! Glory to God. Capernaum was not that big of a city. But for some reason, after... After 300 A.D., after um, the emperor declared Christianity the state religion, and he says you can start building churches in in the 400s, they built a church over the spot that was called Peter's house. We have it on pretty good authority that that house was actually where Peter lived. And I got to see it. I was looking in the windows. There's no windows. Peter, and it's and it's not too bad a house. I, it, actually, it was a it was a couple buildings, one main building, a couple smaller buildings. There were two courtyards. So Peter had Peter was not a pauper, okay? Peter had Peter p- Peter Peter picked a paper. Now, now Peter. Back in those days, there's not much of a middle class, if if any at all. There's there's slaves and servants and prisoners and shepherds. They're way down at the bottom. And then there's a a small mercantile class, a merchant class. And Peter was one of those. He owned a business. He caught fish and sold them. It is not not an elaborate house, but it's a house. (laughs) A lot of them didn't have a house. And there were a couple courtyards there. So apparently it was the kind of place where, you know, after Jesus uh, rose from the dead and, and ascended to heaven, people started meeting at Peter's house. Doesn't that make sense? It's Peter's house. He's in Capernaum. And they began to meet there. And I believe, and many scholars believe, that this house where this paralytic was, was healed and saved was Peter's house. It makes sense. Jesus is staying there. He begins to preach. People come in. The courtyard is packed out. The house is packed out. You can't get in. I've seen pictures of it. I see. I've, I, I touched Peter's house. Glory to God. What an experience that must have been. One of, probably, and, and then we see in, in the 400s that they built a little church over it. So, so it may have been one of the first churches that they built. So we're, we're pretty sure that actually is Peter's house. And Jesus is there in Peter's house when they open up the roof and drop this guy through the roof. Wow. It's interesting that Capernaum means house of comfort. House of comfort. Ah. Here this man is. And and as I thought about it, I said, Lord, how how do you want me to preach this? You can preach at it, you can preach it from Jesus' point of view. Him seeing this man, seeing the F What faith? That's the kind of faith we need. Amen. Amen. That's kind of my first point that that there, there have, listen, if you want a move of God in your life, there must be a desire to clear out some clutter and make space for him. Make space to get to Jesus. There's got to be a desire to make space. But you can also preach it from the crowd's point of view. They're all right. They're all pressing in. And apparently Jesus hadn't healed anyone yet. He's just teaching and preaching. And all of a sudden people are saying, what is this falling on me? And they see this cot coming. You could preach it from the crowd's point of view. You can preach it from the Pharisee's point of view. That's a very negative message. You can preach at it from their point of view and how this just conflicts with all their preconceived theology. You know, you know what? It really doesn't matter what grandma, what grandma believed. You need to know what the Word says. You need to understand that traditions get built up over the years. And sometimes we confuse traditions and the acts of men and the beliefs of men for what's actually in the Scriptures. We can preach from the paralytic's point of view. And he never speaks. (laughs) We don't know know if he ever said anything. We do know that he was not able to make space, as I mentioned earlier, that this is when I was supposed to say what Donna got me to say. It's good to have someone who could fill in when you can't show up. Wow. But I guess we need to preach this from the the point of view of the four men who were absolutely determined, I'm going to get him to Jesus. When you look at how the house was laid out, there was the door to the courtyard and the door to the house. But the house itself, the back wall of the house is the back wall. So they probably put a ladder up against that back wall, got up on the house, tore open the, the roof, which is basically just, just brush and mud and, and straw and that kind of stuff. And they just tear that open and they start lowering him down right in front of Jesus. And Jesus is like, well, this is obvious what I'm going to do. And Jesus makes a point of it. Wow. That, you know what? When the devil blocks the door, you need to just, you need to just tear a hole in the roof. Come on, church. <laughs> when, when, when there's, when, when there's, I'm here to tell you there's a hole in the roof if you'll just go for it. Just go for it. There's another door. Come on. When you feel blocked, when you feel like the enemy won't won't you can't get anywhere, rest assured there is another door. But you might have to climb get there you may have to go a little higher to get you may need to praise him a little longer a little louder hallelujah you need to just magnify the lord climb a little higher find yourself a jacob's ladder and go up go up find yourself a stairway to heaven i had to find a way I knew it was coming up in a sermon somewhere. Point number 2 is this: making space gets his attention. <laughs> making space. I'm just now reminded of the of the widow woman with the two little pennies. So, well, what space did she make? She cleaned out her pocketbook. She had two little pennies in her pocketbook, and she took that out and put it in there. It wasn't the $1,000 bill that got his attention. It wasn't the $100 bill. It wasn't the $20 bill. It was the two pennies that got his attention. What gets God's attention is different than what gets pastor's attention, than what gets your attention. When you make space for him, you get his attention. And the third point, if y'all don't start amen me better, this message is going to end quickly. <laughs> Number three, making space brings wholeness. He said, Your sins are now. This kind of blows my mind because he didn't ask for his sins. What's that about? Jesus forgives sins of people who don't ask? Explain that, preacher. Come back next week, and I'll bring you back the week after that. I'm not sure what that's all about, but how many know that's his choice? I don't know, but he must have seen something in his heart. I mean, who, oh, watch this, who when you sin, who are you really offending? You're offending him. You're offending Jesus is the one offended. So why can't he forgive him, even when he doesn't ask to be forgiven? God, no, that's that's a powerful thought, church. I, I tell you, 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 listen, You just sometimes you don't know the words. You don't know how to. I've had people up here at the altar. I said, do you know how to pray? No, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. But Jesus saw a heart that got up out of the sea who says, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to phrase it. I don't know all the religious jargon. But I know I need a change. And I know a man who can. Must have seen his heart and said, your sins forgiven. Oh, come on, church. I don't know about you, but that's the greater miracle anyway. It brings wholeness when you make space for him. Wow. Wow. But it gets better. It doesn't just bring wholeness. It brings destiny and purpose into your life. Listen, there's one thing about Jesus. He'll live in a stable if you give him the room. He'll live in a mess if you let him in. It's not like you got to clean everything up. He will come into your life. In the middle of the struggle, in the middle of the pain, in the middle of the dirt, in the middle of the filth, in the middle of the sin. He'll come in and live there and clean it up. Oh, come on again. Y'all should know what I'm talking about. If you give him, if you give him room, he's willing, he's willing to stay anywhere. If you give him If you give him space. Anybody getting this? Jesus says something. In the King James. He just says it this way. Pick up your bed. And go thy way. I know it says go home. But literally it says go thy way there's a way for you to go you weren't going there before but now that you're whole you can go your way the way that's been ordained before you were born go your way Jesus tells them, now we don't have any record of what he did. or I'm, I'm sure he served and followed the Lord. I, we don't, there's no, no, no history of it. We don't know what happened to the guy. But how many believe he served the Lord for the rest of his life? His life, not, not just that he can now walk, but now he can walk with Jesus. Go thy way. Go thy way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Lord, ordered, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. There is a way, there is a way, go thy, how many different ways can I say it? Go thy way. And by the way, while you're going, take your bed with you. Y'all, y'all aren't getting this. Take, take take That spirit just jumped over there to, to William. <laughs> ding 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 <sighs> Take wouldn't it, I don't know about you, but I'd be like "Ain't you I ain't, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm healed. I, I, I don't need to carry this around with me. I, I I'm done. This is this was my vehicle, but now I, I've I've gotten an upgrade. <laughs> I got my legs. I, I I don't I don't need this anymore. But Jesus says, take your bed with you. And why would He say that? Because He wants him to walk. Yeah, but He wants him to walk with the evidence. Just walk with the evidence why are you walking around with that bed because that's what i used to lay on until jesus touched me why you still got that bed i believe he took it home i believe he set it up in the bedroom and said i'm still going to lay me down so every morning when i get up i'm reminded he healed me and made me whole Woo. Yeah, y'all know, if you've been here any amount of time at all, you, most of you know my testimony. I don't mind talking about where I, where I was saved out of, right? It probably still bothers some of you. I see you locking up your stuff when I come visit. You don't have to worry about me. But listen. It's, it's been almost 50 years, I guess, since I've been saved. 48, 49 years? Gloria will do the math. That's a long time. That's like five decades. You know you're getting old when you think in terms of decades. What decade was that? <laughs> but I've never forgotten where I came from. There's a soft spot in my heart for anyone still there, for young people on these, on these painkillers and drugs and all oh, this horrible mess. Hundreds of thousands are dying from these fentanyl pills coming across the border. It's horrible. Nobody seems to care. Where's the compassion? I, I hadn't forgotten that. I can still see a homeless man laying on the street. I can still find a way to identify. I was never homeless, thanks to the United States Navy. But God only knows where I laid my head on the weekends, I tell you. I I don't want to ever forget, if it wasn't for him, I'd still be on that cot. Someone else would be taking care of me. Probably the state of Minnesota. (laughs) I'd be in jail probably still. Who knows? Back then, they didn't let you out without bail. Never mind. (laughs) They locked locked you up back then. Oh, Jesus. I don't ever want to forget my cot. You never get too big for that cot. Because if he hadn't healed me and brought me out, I'd still be laying in the... You see, without Jesus, you're pretty well paralyzed. You can't move in your destiny. You can't be who God made you to be. You're frustrated all your life. If you're not serving Jesus or if you haven't found any purpose in your life, you're paralyzed. And I say, be healed. And pick up your cot and go your way. Oh, my Lord, anybody feel the Lord in this? Anybody feel the Lord in this? Make some space, make a hole in the roof. This is the new year. It's been dawning on me. I have, let me put it this way. I'm not going to put this on my gravestone because people wouldn't understand it. But I'd like to put on there, wasted his life for Jesus. (laughs) Whatever I was thinking before I was saved, that never happened. Whatever my goals and whatever I thought my life would be, it never happened. I wasted the last 50 years. (laughs) Like Mary with that oil. That was her retirement. That was her life savings. Boom, pour it out. Hannah, I want a son. But as soon as she got the son, she had to give him up as soon as he was weaned. and She only saw him once a year after that. A wasted life is worth it. Abraham was willing to give up his son. God the Father gave up his. Because I've spent my I I've just been just been consumed because I've spent my entire life. I don't know what else I could have done. I I wanted to be a firefighter or a weatherman. I, I I had big goals. <laughs> I don't know, I was young. But instead I wasted all these years. I poured out all these years. Come on, I'm saying this cuz you did the same. I'm saying this cuz you know where I you know what I'm talking about. You did the same. You've wasted everything on him. A life Wasted. Why this waste? <laughs> Why this It's not a waste, Jesus says. They'll be talking about her forever. I want to live a life without caution. I want to just tear open the roof. I don't care what the consequences are. I don't have to know the consequences of serving God. Because it's always in his perfect will and he'll go with me i don't have to know the future I mean, you're still walking with the evidence Whew. stand to your feet walking with the evidence let's start the new year out right let's live without caution Let's let's just throw it to the wind. Let's just let's just climb and let's tear open the roof and let's let it all down and let let's let's lay it all before Jesus. Make space for him. Probably as he was teaching, there might have the only space in the house might have been this little area right in front of him. And they laid him down in the only space they had. And there he's hanging. And he looked up, and there's four heads looking down like. Jesus, I I know Jesus looked up, winked at him. Hey, guys, that was pretty cool. I think I'm going to put this in my book. Go thy way. Go walk with the evidence. Father, how we love you.